So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes UFC. This week, we give you the best of Tom Brady and his interview with Howard Stern, the death of Carl Anthony Towns' mother, along with Tavares Jackson's untimely death, the NBA's first round of horse game on ESPN, the XFL firing all of their employees, along with the Panthers making Christian McCaffrey the highest paid running back in the NFL. But before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex and Muhammad. Go ahead and say something for them. Hey, just want to say what's up to all our listeners. Thank you for listening and make sure you keep listening and subscribe to our podcast and other platforms, including Instagram and Twitter. Yes, definitely uh, do that. Um, so we begin with the Panthers making Christian McCaffrey the highest paid running back in the NFL with a four-year, $64 million deal. Um, this may come to uh, come as a surprise to some teams, but not at the same time because Christian McCaffrey has been performing quite well for the Panthers, but it has not created dividends when it comes to playoff contention. So I ask, where are the Panthers really headed, making him the clear franchise player that moving forward will make all moves around? Um, this looks like more of a on-field and off-the-field type of payment because he is a, a model player. He's going to step up into into that uh, team role that Luke Keekley had and be that great look on and off the field because he, he seemed like a pretty nice guy. Um, he, he always presents himself pretty well, and he has no uh, trouble, no no troubled history. And he's also a great player on the field. Um, it, it, like you were saying, it does not translate to wins, mainly because there's not too many other good weapons outside of him on the team. But um, this looks like an on-the-field and off-the-field type of move when you pay him that much, because they're, they're not going to really go anywhere with him. Well, just with him and then Teddy Bridgewater, it's not going to be enough. I can completely agree, but I kind of I entertain the fact that the division has been kind of weak, but it actually gotten pretty stronger this year. Um, so I actually got to have to look down at this uh, move by the Panthers, um, not to make him the highest running quarterback. He's he's come off. It's pretty humble. So I don't think he was demanding this. So it seems like a. An unnecessary move, to be real. Um, I just don't see him going anywhere. They could have even franchise tagged him to carry on a couple, like maybe a year or two of before they would even have to make this decision. So I, I'm not sure exactly what their moves were, and I'm not sure where they're headed by making this move. Because um, it does not translate the wins. Trust me, he has been extremely... Um, Magnificent when he does run the ball, and he has shown he is one of the top running backs in this league. But uh, it just seems like a a wrong timing move for the Panthers. Well, for the Panthers, they paid him that much because of his persona on and off the field. Because he's he's just a he just seems like a great guy, and that's what they well, want. That's what they want to push to the public. Because now okay. they're moving past Cam, and Cam he kind of had a shaky 
really a shaky relationship with the media. Not everybody liked him. But with Christian McCaffrey, everybody does and inside the locker room. So that's why I think he got paid this much. Okay, I can definitely agree. But Cam Newton was actually as a we're live. Well, I live in Charlotte, and I've lived in Charlotte for a very long time. Uh, so with how he was off the field with the community and things like that, and the, uh, the outreach programs, when Cam Newton was the starting quarterback for the Panthers, uh, he did a lot off the field. But it is overall looked at as he's a distraction mostly because he wants to dress and be more than just a football player, but a superstar, uh, like beyond football, which he has all rights to do, uh, to be real. Um, but people do look frown upon it when you try to become part of the superstar life. Yeah, I agree. And this was really just an even bigger stamp to move past Cam Newton and into the future with Christian McCaffrey. Even though I, I still think that Cam Newton was done wrong. They did not really give him a chance to come back and play for him, but he's still searching for that next home. I agree, but I do also agree with the franchise that they have the right to have a a, a new setup. Uh, they don't even have Luke Kuechly. He's just retired uh, you know, because of the um, not my just migraines, but uh, concussions. So it, it is a new day. With the Panthers, uh, I guess they're starting off fresh and they're stamping it that Christian McCaffrey is their franchise player uh, and no doubt. But it does lead us to ask who deserves to be the highest paid running back in the NFL, Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey? Oh, that that's a very hard one um, because they kind of do different things. Christian McCaffrey is that all purpose back. He can run in between the tackles and he can go out and uh, catch the ball pretty easily and get a lot of uh, yards after catch. And Derrick Henry, he's more of the bruiser. He's going to run completely between the tackles all the time and not do much pass catching. I mean, he can, um, but that's not really what he's best at. But it's hard to say that I should choose Christian McCaffrey over him because he did get all the way to the AFC championship on his back. I mean, he, he did have other good supporting pieces around him, but um, I would still go with Christian McCaffrey. I, I feel like he still is the uh, the better back overall, mainly because he can do so much more. He just doesn't have the right pieces around him to succeed. I, I can't agree, but I can only I can partially agree with you, because when it comes to Christian McCaffrey, he does have that aspect that off the field, he's a nice guy, white guy who's not going to really cause any trouble. He's not looking for any shine. He's not trying to be a superstar. He will be your model citizen for the franchise, as we know it so far. But uh, when it comes to Derrick Henry, it does translate to wins. He got to the AFC Championship, and we were thinking of the possibility that, that Tom Brady would join the Titans this upcoming season. And if he did, we were looking at Super Bowl for the Titans. It's because Derrick Henry, on his back, took him there. Now, the Titans went out here and put a franchise tag on him and signed the whack quarterback, um, which is pure disrespect. Um, but I guess that's more of a Titans problem versus what the Panthers did, making Christian McCaffrey the highest paid running back. But they're going to really act funny with Derrick Henry next year after this franchise year. 
uh, tag year. Yeah, they they really will. And it really just depends on the franchise when it comes to paying certain players. Um, like the Rams actually went out and paid uh, Todd Gurley pretty early on. But now um, because of how running backs are treated and how they run them into the ground, that's why a lot of them don't get paid. And you see in the example of Todd Gurley, he was paid, I think, maybe a couple years ago, a pretty big extension. And then now he's been cut from the team and trying to find his next team, which was the Falcons. And um, they're just trying to see if he's still up to par. But a lot of teams, they just don't want to take that chance and pay that much money for a running back, especially when they give him so many touches. I agree. Um, but I think the thing about him being cut was more about the logistics, like how they – uh, the money has to be divvied up. So if they had to cut him before a certain time or whether they uh, he didn't if they just drop him, it, it just worked out for the money's sake. And it was immediate that he had a job with the Falcons. So I think it was more of a mutual um, party. I don't think he has that much of a grudge against them. Uh, but wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. So he- you think if he had the same production he did Let's say the year that they went to the Super Bowl, right before that. No, Do you no, think they're I still agree. cutting him? No, I agree. He, he had, his productivity has gone down a whole lot. Uh, he has bad knees. We clearly knew that. We found out that out the year after he got paid a lot, whole lot, which is voted bad for almost every other running back in the league uh, because it's just what happens. Teams run a running back into the ground and then – uh, they don't want to pay them when they actually give the results. Yeah, um, and it's, it's just sad, but they just give them so many touches and run them into the ground to the point where they're just damaged goods. Yeah, they do become damaged goods, and that sounds real bad, but um, but yeah, they do become damaged goods. Their knees, their hips, their everything, they give everything to the team. They have that career year, and then it's time to pay them, and these teams throw the franchise tag on them one more year just to see whether they have it, and even then might change up on them, forcing them to go to another team. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty bad out here uh, when it comes to the relationship between the players and the NFL. Um, but I'll actually move it on to the XFL, where the XFL has now laid off almost all of their employees and declared bankruptcy. So it is pretty much TKO for the league. Uh, easily, I'm going to head and ask, is this the final chapter in the XFL story? I don't think it's the final chapter, mainly because they just had so many fans come out and support them. They had a lot of people um, that were excited for this league. They really wanted it to succeed. And I, I still feel like Everybody around the uh, around America still wants this this uh, league to come back. And I think one thing that they can do is maybe go to the NFL and have them purchase them so they can get more money and support from them. That way they can not be in competition. I mean, they're still not because they're in opposite seasons, but it can kind of be like that developmental league that the NFL is over and they support them so we, we can have more football all year round. I agree. And it would uh, kind of clear up the gap between like NCAA is not going to like it, but it would clear up the gap between uh, the NCAA and football having to be in there three years before you can go to the NFL and profit on your name, everything, your skills and everything. 
versus you, let's say you do one year at college or you do no years at college and you go to the XFL and you actually earn a wage and let three years in the XFL, you ball out, but you're get earning money. You get to go to the XFL, to the NFL, which I definitely see that as a possibility. But the NFL got to worry about themselves right now. It's the Corona time. <laughs> They're going to have to worry about themselves. They're not about to take on a burning ship, which it's it's actually I'll just go ahead and ask the next question. Uh, was this more about non-interest or unfortunate circumstances with the coronavirus ending the season and bankrupting the league? Oh, this has to do with the coronavirus. The coronavirus has affected every single thing around the world. Um, everybody is trying to stay inside and social distance themselves from each other. And every every business has been greatly affected. Um, the XFL had uh, pretty good ratings uh, whenever they were around. I think they were on par with the NBA um, viewership. It So they, they were doing pretty well. Uh, people were showing up to the games. Now, it... It, it did. The numbers did dwindle from week one to however long uh, it, it lasted, but people were still sticking around. They they had pretty good ratings. I can agree. They did have great, pretty good ratings, but I don't even know whether that was fully translating into dollars. Yes, they were filling up seats, but like you said, it dwindled down on the interest as weeks went on. People just went and did other things. If it wasn't NFL, they did it. They treated it like the NBA. They just looked for the results. They didn't really care about what happened during the game. And it, it gets really hard when you don't have a full team that you, you got to root for or that you want to root for. Uh, it's kind of like picking in the blind. I just want to choose this team uh, right now. But uh, I think it is the final uh, chapter of the XFL. I do. I think all the sports are going to change from this point, and I don't think that the XFL is going to be one of those things that actually comes back out when it was just starting back up. Like, I don't even think they got, they maybe got three-fourths through their season, but it, it all got canceled out. They're bankrupt. They have, they would have to re, uh, re, I guess they wouldn't hire the same people, but re, uh, hire their employees and all of that. But I don't, I think it's over. I definitely think it's over. Um, I, I don't think it's completely over. And I just searched up how many uh, viewers they had each week. So week one had 3.12 million. Week two had 2.05. Week three had 1.61 million. And week four had 1.38 million. So they didn't drop off that much. They had plenty of viewership. Okay. So it's definitely clear, clear the interest was there, but... Uh, it's it's all timing here, and I just don't think certain things are going to survive the the way that Corona is going to change life afterwards. I don't even know whether I just I'm not even going to go into that book of the what ifs of after Corona, uh, but we will move it along to the NBA slash former players slash WNBA horse game on ESPN had its first round this past weekend um, where uh, to kind of give you an idea of what went on, uh, they, they match different shots uh, and you do, you got to 
uh, pitted against a certain person. And I felt overall it left a lot to to want. So, <laughs> so I guess I'll go ahead and ask, how did you feel about the first round of the basketball horse game? To be completely honest, they should have never did this. <laughs> this this was terrible. Uh, that there, there was nothing exciting about this. First off, you didn't get exactly who you wanted to see. I mean, there was maybe a couple, but um, this this is not the future of All Star Weekend or whatever. What you're trying to get, I, I think you said that previously. But this this uh, social distanced. Horse game is is just not the future. It's, it's it's boring. And then you see delayed reactions, and then people just staring into the camera, just like like no no. I it, it was not exciting. I completely agree. It was absolutely. They never should have did this. I completely agree. Um, it was it was not great at all. Like it was just horrible. Um, uh, yeah, I was trying to be nice when I said. Um, <laughs> what I said about it. So, but you're right. They never should have did it. It was delayed reactions. There, you could even see it with Trey Young if you even watch or f- tuned in that long. Uh, he was lackluster. <laughs> These some people were in different places. Yeah, some elements weren't fair. Uh, I think one person um, was in a gym where almost everybody else was outside. Some people had win. Uh, blowing with their uh, shots versus other people in different areas. So it, it was just not fair in any way, and it didn't feel like they were actually going against other people. I don't know whether they had an actual video screen there, having the other person uh, supposed to be on the other side. I'm guessing that's how they did it, because uh, if they didn't, they made it even worse uh, if they didn't do that. But, um, yeah, that, that was a horrible show of whatever that was. Um, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> well, the, the, supposedly they're supposed to be continuing this on Thursday, but on Thursday nobody wants to see this. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't want to see this. Um, I'm looking forward to the NFL draft and seeing those results. Um, just seeing where Tua goes for the for the most part, because he's still the question mark. But that's what I'm looking forward to. True, and it's gonna wonder who's up on the curve on a uh, tech. When it comes to these older owners and uh, staffs and stuff like that, when it comes to the NFL, they're going to have to step up to the tech curve if they haven't already stepped up to the tech curve because they are not going to be in the same rooms and they're going to have to conduct a certain amount of business and future planning through video chats where only pretty much the problem is only one person kind of gets to speak at the same time or it sounds like a whole bunch of jumbled up sounds. (laughs) Yeah, and um, I just can't wait for those uh, laughable moments. Yes, I agree, but, um, and I don't even know how they're going to do the logistics about um, how they're going to switch the camera, who are they going to have the camera on, do they have cameras for everybody, or is everybody using their phone to to tap into a feed that goes to ESPN? Like, I, I I, I don't get it. From what I hear, they're going to send out some camera. Well, I don't know if it's personal camera, some type of professional camera to the um, the ones who are kind of projected to go higher in the first round, probably. I don't know about the second round, but at least the first round. Okay. 
So what about like the teams? Do the teams have their own own camera crews or something? I'm I'm pretty sure, but I mean that those things are still being worked out. <laughs> still being worked out. It's about a week away. Hey, uh, things change from day to day. You just never know what's gonna happen. You're right. The XFL found that out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I, yeah, I still have hopes for the XFL. Then they're not. But uh, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I would say I'm. I don't know whether I want to watch the XFL. I'm sorry, the NFL draft. I really, personally would only watch for the results and only for the people who I wanted to see where they went. And if you didn't go in like the couple first 10, I wasn't definitely was not watching. It's just not something I, I, I was kind of want to do because the results are going to be there anyway. And they don't play for a very long time for now. And you know, also that they don't have all of the pieces they're about to pick up in that first round. So it's hard to kind of judge who's winning in any type of way about uh, drafting. But you can be excited, I guess, about a franchise. But yeah, yeah. yeah but I, um, I think, well, for me, I'm going to kind of watch it just for those laughable moments of just people kind of talking over each other and delayed reactions, just to see that. Yeah, and I, I want to, I do want to see how. Pretty much, this is forcing everyone to get creative about communication through electronics and if you can't translate what you do through the electronics in some way and get the same feeling you were getting in more of a personal way or whatever a a non social distancing way because on top of that you got to be not close to each other because i don't even know how studio crews do that but yeah uh, you have a whole lot of things you got to overcome when it comes to this yeah, but for the families, they're, of course, going to be close to each other. They're not really caring about social distancing. Oh, so, oh, that is funny. So everybody going to start to have um, drafting parties, and we're going to uh, tap into their drafting party where they're not social distancing? I, I think so. I mean, it, it's not going to be, like, a huge party, but they're going to have, I, I would say, the most important, the the siblings, mother, father, all of them, maybe um, grandparents, just that. No cousins and distance so cousins. Whatever. people. Uh, I mean, it depends on how big the family is. 15 is small to <laughs> when you better get drafted and make some millions. Um, so I don't know. Like, I do think people are going to break this rule very hard. Like, it's going to get bad. Like, it's going to, like, it makes people slightly accountable. Not slightly, a whole lot accountable, especially when it comes to viewing live things on TV. If you have over a certain amount of people, kind of my first thought a lot of times is you're not social distancing. That sounds kind of tattletale-ish, but that's what I just hear in my head. Well, I'm pretty sure that there's so many people not social distancing. Um, This is the time, well, the NFL draft is the one time that they can break that rule, I guess. They're not not supposed to, but just because of this moment. Yeah, I I agree. Um, (laughs) But, like, I kind of, like, I miss playing basketball so much, uh, which all parks are closed. So we're actually going to get into that uh, with uh, about the NBA. Now, is 
when it comes to the, because we originally were talking about the uh, NBA and not the NFL draft, but <laughs> we'll get back to where we were actually at. Uh, about the NBA uh, first round of horse games, is there anything that can be added to make this more like true competition? Uh, when you factor in social distancing, um, no. um, I I think that maybe if people are if they are kind of close when it comes to um, their location and they can drive all into one place and it's less than 10 people and they can be six feet apart okay we can have that competition but they have to be in the same place because social distancing and trying to show these things through electronics is just not working. I completely agree. I, I didn't know whether you were going to get uh, to the same point, uh, but you got uh, there with me um, that, or I got there with you, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they have to be in the same place. That was exactly what I was thinking. They need to be in the same place. At least the two people who are competing against each other, they need to be in the same gym. And by social distancing rules, they could technically be on the same half court. So like, uh, it's not that bad. And it's not like you can't be tested before you compete in this, or you can't uh, literally still be six feet away from each other on a basketball court where you're playing horse and you do not actually have to face up against each other. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Now, they have to probably get one uh, central place where everybody competes at and kind of one by one, maybe, you know, those two people. Oh, you're saying like each everybody, other. everybody. You want everybody, everybody. Well, what I'm saying is, let, let's say, because this is what the NBA has been trying that to. That would actually uh, be more entertaining. Well, well, I'm, I'm not saying that they all have to be inside the gym at one time, but maybe yeah. those two people who are competing against each other, mm-hmm. they're in the gym at the same time, and you see their instant reactions both I together. Agree. I and, agree. And then you have the next two come in, let's say, from whatever hotel room. I agree. I definitely agree. Like the uh, big three. The big three does this. They uh, that's why they're actually about to be like a reality show, because they already travel all together. All the teams travel together city to city. They just compete at different times against each other in a different schedule. So, yeah, I I, I definitely am down for that. uh, If it was all of them, because I wasn't thinking everybody. I was just thinking the two people who are facing up against each other. And it's still a logistics problem about this. It's about how much are they really dedicated to this? Because. (laughs) No, seriously, it's, it's, it's about uh, how dedicated they are because Trey Young was definitely not in the mood for it. He, he was not feeling the fact that it was going to translate, and he was definitely right about his energy uh, towards it. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm just saying that they're going to have to say, are you willing to leave your families and possibly contract corona to go do this? Or are you going to have this whack show? Depends on how big that check is. But I don't don't think the check's big at all. I don't even think it's a check. Well, yeah, they probably might not be getting paid for anything. But no, that that can't be right. No, they they have to get something. They have to get something. You're right. Uh, But it's not like 100,000. No, no, it's probably not much. Well, actually, this is to be going to charity, though. 
the winner. So they're definitely th- agreed. <laughs> I don't know. So you're not getting paid anything. You, so I mean, you get are. some free meals, some uh, <laughs> no, free you don't. You're board. at home. No, no I'm saying no, like do. if you travel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you travel, but what I'm saying in the current situation, they're at home. They are not getting no free meals. No, no, they're, they're probably not getting much at all. <laughs> not at all. It's their house. <laughs> they get what they get bought. <laughs> publicity, I guess. <laughs> nah, the, the publicity uh, on their individualness right now doesn't. It's not really. It's just not doing anything. It's not going to produce any more income coming their way. Uh, a lot of things are at a halt. So actually, it goes into the last question about this. Is the NBA season a wash since so many players haven't picked up a basketball since their last games? I don't think it's a wash because of them not being able to play during this time. But I think it's a wash mainly because of just the uncertainty of the coronavirus. Um, a lot of people, actually mainly the, the leaders of uh, the countries, they're kind of leaning towards sports to kind of get things started, get some type of motivation so we can have something to look forward to. Um, But just the uncertainty of the coronavirus and how it's spread and how long it takes to recover, um, it just seems like it might just bleed into the next season or whenever it's supposed to start. So um, I, I think it is a wash at this point. Yeah, I completely. Uh, well, I can't. Uh, I'm. I propose the question, but I don't think it's a complete wash. I do think it's a wash on the momentum. Any momentum they had before, it's a whole different competition. <clears throat> to be real, so if we wanted to count it as how the real season was, it is definitely not going to be that. It is definitely not going to be that when these players haven't, at minimum, have not played. Uh, for a pass at least a full month and a lot of these players do not have access to an actual basketball goal and some do but they're outdoor basketball courts that they don't they can't get access like for example um uh who dang it, he plays for the celtics um, jason tatum jason tatum yeah he said he couldn't have access to any uh any basketball because of the wind and uh the weather that's been going on where he wait a minute Wait a minute, I, I saw that. But if you're a real baller, that does not matter. True. Man, get, I get out there and shoot. I agree, because I've definitely been out there in, in like, rain, snow before. Like, for real, for real. Outside yeah, on stop the it. Uh, stop like, it. Like, somebody who know me, like, for real, I'd have been on the blacktop, for real. When it's, uh, like, for real. Actually, a couple months ago, when it was snowing outside, I literally played basketball for about three hours outside against people. But <laughs> as a, so I agree. If you want it, want it, you would be out there. I completely agree. But that's just that's me, and I guess that's the same with you. Yeah, because no, that, I thought that was a terrible excuse. I mean, you have the basketball and you have a court outside. What? Go out there. What are you doing? Exactly. I'm, I've been debating get my own basketball goal just because <laughs> you can't uh, go play basketball at a court, and I'm gonna go buy a whole goal. And I actually, I, I got to give a one up to uh, and a kudos to Kevin Durant. I don't know why he, he didn't already have a, a basketball goal, but they said it took him like five hours, four hours to put up a basketball goal uh, at his crib and that he bought. 
But I, I commend him the fact that he even bought one. He like, nah, bro, bro I missed the game too much. I need to put uh, this basketball in the uh, hoop. I have to. And that's the way I'm feeling currently. So I actually give credit to Kevin Durant. And as people might have discounted that he, uh, it took him so long to put it up. I right now I envy him. <laughs> I envy him to play basketball. <laughs> yeah, um, I, that's just a terrible excuse by Jason Tatum, and um, definitely kudos to Kevin Durant for setting up a goal. And I agree. Also, one one other thing, um, if the NBA ever does continue the season, he would probably be eligible to play in the playoffs. Yeah. I think he would be good to go. I think he's all good. Like, he really, he got to go the entire season, and he might have been good even in the end of the season, but it would be currently the playoffs, I think, uh, for the league. And the, just to not uh, brush off of the last subject but without giving you a little information, the NBA is looking at uh, possibly a 25-day uh, rebuild to the players and their uh, being more active uh, so that they can resume the season or at least play the playoffs. I think they're going to try to resume the season fully or in whatever capacity they're going to try to do it. At. But they're going to do a full, they're looking at a full 25 days where there will be individual workouts, uh, limited workouts with a certain amount of people, uh, which would build up into the remaining of the season or the playoffs playing out for the NBA. They actually haven't given up all hope. Well, um, just to comment on that, 25 days just seems way too long if you're going to try to continue with a regular season and then do playoffs. Well, I think it's going to be wasted, to be real, because it's kind of like that feeling like you got a sub. And it's, 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 I know my, uh, I have a trainer in my current work right now uh, who... To be real, when not paying attention in a 15 people chat, I'm putting turning off the camera. And that's what it's going to feel like. It's going to feel like, well, for the players when they come in, that they're going to work out, but then they could also go back into the trend of whatever they were doing when they were during quarantine because they're not going to get to be there like they used to be there or even as a more ramp up to actually being there. Like in football, where you would do a training camp where you were having two a days for seven straight days, six, five straight days. This is just not going to have that same effect. So I think it's going to be wasted time. And these players really aren't going to get in game shape until they're actually playing the games. Yeah, um, playing the game is the best way to get back in shape. Agreed. Agreed. Now, you definitely kept that sure right there, but. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all. Uh, true, true, true. So I'll move on with to actually a more sadder note. Um, so there was the death of Carl Anthony Towns' mother, along with, in the same day, Tavares Jackson dying in a crash at the age of, I think it was uh, 39. I'm not exactly sure on this age, but I know it's in the. 36. 36. Okay, 36. Sorry about that. Um, but. <clears throat> it it's really kind of actually I'll just go ahead and ask the question does the virus hit a little bit more home since a well-known NBA player has lost his mother to the coronavirus yeah it, it, it really does and I almost misread the notification and it said Carl Anthony Towns and I I didn't see where it said mother and it said dies from coronavirus i was like what but i was like oh wow but it that 
that definitely wasn't true. It was his mother. Um, but that's still sad and unfortunate. Um, the coronavirus has just affected so many people. And even before this, um, I saw somewhere where somebody was like 31 who died from the coronavirus. So this affects uh, younger people, too. It, it affects people of all ages. And um, and with, with Tavares Jackson, that's just really unfortunate. Um, dying in a car wreck. Um, it, it just piles on top of the bad news. I agree. I completely agree. Um, it it hit a little bit more home. Um, I because there was a notification before, maybe a week, two weeks before uh, the announcement of her death, uh, that Carnet Anthony Towns' mother was sick, and I felt like. Immediately, because, you know, it's kind of been like pour on pour on to Carl Anthony Towns for like the past year. It's not been a great year for Carl Anthony Towns. He had the fight with Joel Embiid. Uh, people have been calling. Uh, Jimmy Butler took, called him soft and has pretty much branded the, that type of uh, stigma on him to almost everybody else who doesn't know him. And it's Jimmy Butler, and then it's uh, Joel Embiid, and then it's still people not really respect him like that. He's not producing wins like that. And it, then it pours on that maybe just two weeks ago that his it said his mother was sick. But when a week to two weeks later they say she died, trust me, that hit a whole lot more home for me. It just was like, mm, is this... What? Like, it just, I can't Sweet really, choice. yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best way to say it, like, yes, it was just simply, simply speechless, because I was just like, wow, like, wow, wow, this is, I know it's serious, we all know it's serious, we're not, uh, we all might not have a direct connection right now, death-wise, to the coronavirus, but it's like the boogeyman, it's coming for you. And hopefully not you specifically anyone. And it is highly likely you get over it even if you get it. But still, it hit a little bit more home. Yeah, definitely. And from what they say, this is um, even when it does go away, they're predicting in the summertime, it could easily come back in the fall time. And they are probably nowhere near um, getting a vaccine. Agreed. And that's... That's a whole nother story, but we're not going to go too far into like conspiracy theories and all of that other stuff. <laughs> but but um, I'll just go to the next question, which is about Tavares Jackson. Did Tavares Jackson ever reach his true potential in the NFL? I actually don't think so. Um, he was always that dual threat type of quarterback. Um, pretty good with his legs, had some accuracy, but went from team to team. Um, I think he played, uh, how many years, maybe like 10 years. So he did have a pretty long career. And so, yeah, he played with the Vikings bills and, uh, two stints with the Seattle Seahawks drafted in 2006. So he, he spent a good amount of time in the league, but never got a consistent starting role. He was mainly that backup kind of reminds me of a Tyrod Taylor, um, just that dual threat quarterback who um, doesn't really turn the ball over too much, but he's not going to win you any games. 
but I'm not exactly sure of all the hype that he had coming from college, but I think he, he still could have done better. I completely agree. And I will say that he was like a precursor to the Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Lamar Jackson of this and also uh, Deshaun Jackson of the NFL. It is the future of the NFL as he was like a lower tier Vic um, along with like a, just a couple other players. Like you said, I can't remember the other player you just said, but I, I'm pretty I agree uh, that he is uh, also a similar player. So I don't think that Tavares Jackson ever did reach his full potential. Uh, he did not have a consistent um, starting spot. And it is very unfortunate that he lost his life. <sighs> I, it, I, I don't know why I thought this, but would you rather die by the corona or die by the crash? Well, since the crash is instant, um, it'll probably be that because you're pretty much suffering with the coronavirus. True. Uh, yeah, I can, I can, I can agree. <laughs> um, but uh, we move on, and not to such a sadder note. We're gonna go into the Tom Brady and him pretty much spending a whole lot of profanity on his in- interview with Howard Stern. Now, uh, a couple things he went over is things like his relationship with him and Bill Belichick, uh, how things kind of dwindled out, um, along with his relationship with Giselle, his wife and um, why he took off certain training camps uh, in just a, a varying amount of things along with his relationship with Donald Trump and uh, and just by recalling, I think, also him not seeing race when it comes to the locker room uh, or just a couple things that he uh, covered in his interview with Howard Stern. It is a two-hour interview, so we're not going to cover absolutely everything uh, he said, but... Um, so how confident do you feel this Tampa Bay move was Tom Brady's decision and not Belichick's pushing him out? I think it's more of Bill Belichick not really pushing him out, but not committing to him long term. It was more of just a year by year case. Um, he knew that well, Bill Belichick knew that Tom Brady was getting up there in age and he likes to let go of a player. Uh, maybe a year or two before they fall off. Um, and he, he treats everybody the same. Nobody is above anybody in uh, the, the organization besides the owner. Um, he has the final say for the most part. But um, Bill Belichick, uh, he, he did not want to extend Tom Brady and give him the money that he wanted, uh, pr- probably going to um, the age of 45, so that's when Tom Brady decided the 2019 NFL season was probably his last season for the Patriots. Yeah, and uh, I completely agree with all you said there. Um, just to kind of add on and what he was saying in the interview was that um, he knew before the beginning of last season or before the beginning of last season, football season, um, that he was going to become a free agent. Uh, he just knew it. He had conversations with the owner, uh, Robert Kraft, along with having conversations with Bill Belichick, and they were both pretty cool with it and just kind of all, in a way, he said it like they kind of all agreed that was going to happen. 
I think it's more if I had to push it one way or the other, it's going to be Belichick because if they were playing ball, but, uh, Tom Brady would still be uh, at the Patriots. So it has to be to Belichick pushing Tom Brady out as he does release a player before they lose their value or before they lose enough value that he can't trade or get a better piece or he feels is a better piece. Well, really, I think if Tom Brady just absolutely did not want to leave, they definitely would have worked something out. He would have stayed there. But Tom no, Brady don't just disrespect wanted to me add out on. in these streets. No, nah, Tom Brady out here, like, don't disrespect me out here, streets, these streets. You have not listened to me all these years. I've brought you rings. I've led your team. I've gone by the system. And you telling me you can't give me the respect to give me the right type of money when I know y'all got it? And it ain't your money, bro. <laughs> well, it's, it was more of the commitment um, more than the money. <laughs> True, but, you know, Bill Belichick is also the GM, so he is playing around with the money, but it ain't his money. But he does treat it like it's his money, which is smart, which is very smart of him. But if I'm Tom Brady, the quote-unquote goat out here with six rings – Mm, yeah, nah, yeah, like you, you, you got to come correct. Like, if I want to stay, I can stay. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that he could have easily with stayed. With, with, <laughs> the with the money, with the money, give me the money. Especially well, when I've been giving you a discount for many other years. I thought this was a part of the uh, deal. Well, I don't think the money was really that important because you see, he only got 25 million with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It, it, it the money well, was not that important. Well, I think that decision was not about the money. I think if when it came to the Patriots, it was about the money because it was about attached to respect. That's that's just how it was going to be shown by the respect uh, through the Patriots. Now, Tampa Bay was more of a, a, a perfect, nice situation. It's perfect for branding. TB12, his business, he's been a part of for all these years, and he's been backing and had beef with the uh, New England Patriots organization were more like Belichick uh, with them combining the two. It's perfect. Tampa Bay is literally just short for TB and he's going to be wearing the number 12 branding wise for his wife wise uh, living in warm weather wise. Like she's been sacrificing for a good long while as he lamented inside the uh, interview that he it caused a, a rift in his marriage where she wrote him a letter saying where he was not being there for the family and even when he ended the season he was working on his other businesses so it's about his family it's about his about his brand it's all it's about everything after the suit after his career on top of some respect because if he gets further than the patriots this next coming year he gets the most respect and if he wins the super bowl he ultimately completely wins he, he gets goat status and he proves and tops the patriots and says i'm the real big dog <laughs> um, I don't think he has anything left to prove uh, when it comes to uh, the upcoming season or just his career in general, but it will help if he does get another Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, along with doing it in Tampa Bay, because that's where the uh, Super Bowl is supposed to be. I think he's like what just like he was saying his relationship with him and Kobe he was very similar and they had a close relationship and everything because they had the right type of same type of mental. I think he has that 
I, I, it's, I, I never, I'm never, never happy uh, mode. I'm never, and that does is a successful thing when you're never too happy uh, about your success or too high up on your success. Uh, you can actually achieve more and you keep going to the next goals. But there's a certain amount of you that you're supposed to enjoy the things too. But by the mental of Kobe, if he's saying that he was that similar, I can understand his thinking. Yeah, Tom Brady is definitely a a competitor at the highest level. Yeah, so I do think he's wants to uh, uh, one up the New England Patriots more Bill Belichick more than Robert Kraft. Like, because I think that's like his stepfather to him. Uh, like they have a close relationship. No, seriously, they really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've definitely seen it. Because Belichick even uh, sorry, not Belichick, but um, Robert Kraft even said like he's my son. And so trust me, they, they, it's like the uh, Tony Romo and um, what's his name? Uh, what's the owner? Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones. Jones. Jerry Jones. That like in their relationship where he's actually married to Jerry Jones' daughter, and he never wanted to give up uh, Romo as the starting quarterback. But of course, we don't have to get into that. Uh, but to go still on the subject, because we only have about two more questions on this um, about the Tom Brady interview with Howard Stern. How did you feel about Tom Brady backing and not backing Donald Trump? Um, it's really just to get well, just to keep the. I don't know what to describe his persona as, but. Trying to try not to be controversial. Um, I saw where he said that he met him early on in his career and uh, Donald Trump. He congratulated him a lot and they played golf or whatever. But um, he was also invited by Donald Trump to speak at one of the, I think, Republican conventions whenever he was running for office. Uh, but Tom Brady declined. Um, he just tries to stay as. I guess, perfect as possible in the public eye and not say, not do anything controversial um, as much as possible. So he really just tries to stay neutral, but definitely has his beliefs behind closed doors. Agree. Definitely agree. Um, he is careful about his moves. So I just got to completely agree because he even had a segment about him saying he didn't see race, which uh, I don't kind of don't believe that because you actually do see race. But hey, uh, here nor there. Um, but <laughs> when it really relates to him, he does like to be neutral and he didn't feel there was any issue in liking uh, Donald Trump because he was also the dude the dude doing hey uh you're fired and he said they met in 2001 i think it was like 2001 2003 something like that uh early 2000s but at that time donald trump is just the donald trump people have known in the public on top of um you got fired dude at this point uh for i think fox so i i can see why he didn't feel it was controversial to have a relationship with uh, Donald Trump at that time. You don't absorb all of the people he knows beliefs. But he was quick to be like he wasn't backing uh, Donald Trump when it came to the election. Like he even said he regret how he his involvement, the little bit of involvement he had in the election where he uh, wore a uh, Make America Great hat again uh, once. 
or I maybe probably more. I'm pretty sure more than once. But when it came to uh, publicity and everything, he was seen wearing one, which uh, gained support for Donald Trump even more. Yeah, and I kind of have to give one little uh, positive note to Donald Trump for his uh, <laughs> the back and forth with the media when it comes to coronavirus. It's just been hilarious how he contradicts himself and goes and ba- goes back and forth with the reporters and then the doctor who's the head of the CDC and they come they are on opposite sides. That's just hilarious. It's a reality show. Yeah. It literally <laughs> turned into a like, and it's been that. It's been that for like a, a couple years. Do you remember? Like I really still can't believe when he had the Republicans. He threatened them, and so. He had them bum rush a private meeting where you can't have electronic devices to uh, upset the impeachment or to to uh, whether to declare it was an impeachment or listen. So I can't remember exactly which meeting it was, but they he threatened the other uh, parts of the party so that they can bum rush a private meeting. These grownups and was putting out their phones so they couldn't have the meeting. It's crazy. Like, this is real life. This is real government. So I definitely agree. (laughs) This is hilarious. Yeah, and he also congratulated the Kansas City Chiefs in the wrong state. He don't don't know his face, (laughs) (laughs) man. Yeah, it's just hilarious. And Donald Trump's super old. Like, he's super old. The 50 states ain't changed that much. It just added on, like, two states uh, as Alaska and Hawaii. And so... I can understand if he, for some reason, out of nowhere, he didn't understand that Hawaii was a part of America along with uh, Alaska. But he don't have any excuses for the rest of the states. No, but um, it's it's just uh, it's, it's laughable. Yeah, it's completely laughable. Um, but the last question here is, do you believe Jameis Winston when he says it was an honor to be replaced by Tom Brady? I think he's trying to find the most positive thing to come out of not being re-signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And um, (laughs) some of the people in the Buccaneers organization have still said that Jameis Winston has a future in the NFL. So he feels that it's it's not that bad. I got replaced by the GOAT. Um, That's what it took to get me out of here. But <laughs> yeah, I um, guess you you gotta find that sunshine on the yeah you gotta find he gotta be optimistic. But I agree. No, like, they 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 didn't want you that bad. That's what it was. Yeah, I I I do believe him. I actually believe him that he believes that it was an honor to be replaced as the starting quarterback when this is your your livelihood. <laughs> but um, uh. I I guess I don't know. I guess he feels like he will always be at least known if they were to win a championship like he was a part of that uh, on the low, even though he wasn't the quarterback. I think that's his uh, underground like thinking about uh, Tom Brady leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And even if he goes to another team like a whack team, even like, let's say, the Colts or something like that. Uh, which he's not going to the Colts because they just got Phillip Rivers. But just if, for example, um, it's just not he, he's looking on the sun, sunny side of things. So I do think that he believes it is an honor to be replaced by another uh, 
40 something year old quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's how he can throw all those interceptions and still go out there. And well, he just got like LASIK. I, I do think they should have gave him a try after the LASIK, though. But I guess it was just timing. He should have got that LASIK a little bit earlier. Because I really think, I don't know, I have this, uh, like this, I don't know, I have this long hope that. LASIK is make gonna make uh, James Whitson some amazing quarterback that he wasn't like before. He just was seeing two different targets. He was just he was throwing to the right target. He just didn't know it was the other uh, person on the other team. I don't think it's really gonna improve his play that much because look at I think it was Steph Curry. He got that same type of surgery. Did he increase in his production? But Steph Curry was already dropping threes. It didn't matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He didn't do but any he, better. He literally grew I understand. I said Jameis Winston probably got breaded as a quarterback also, but nah, I don't think that's nah, I don't think that's the same thing because it's Steph Curry's level is already high. Like you can't it's not like you go up that much higher. You're well, known as the best three pointer ever. So you can't really go up that much higher <laughs> if you're already the best. Like you, he's he outrains Jesus Shuttleworth, Ray Allen as the best three pointer ever, and I I always felt that was still a, a tight race. As now I definitely think that Steph Curry's above Ray Allen, but only by error. Well, what I'm saying is it it doesn't make that much of a difference. He this is not going to help Jameis Winston become a Hall of Fame quarterback. I hope it does. <laughs> and I, I, I feel when you have more hope too, honestly, because I think you're more you favor uh, um, Jameis Winston more than I do because I, I favor um, Cam Newton heavy, and you don't really care as much for Cam Newton as I do care about Jameis, but I just don't care as much when they are in the same division. Well, I, I do I do want Jameis to succeed, but I don't think that this eye surgery is going to help that much to the point where he. Um, performs a lot better. I, I think he just needs to be in the right situation and have a, a coach that doesn't put him in the wrong situations where he has to throw the ball a lot. I think he needs one coach. I think he needs a consistently one coach because he has had multiple coaches since he's uh, been in the league. So I don't know. That that would then take two years, but I don't feel like somebody's going to give him two years in a starting spot and not be productive. Well, turnovers have always been a part of his career. So if they, if he, if he can have a coach that doesn't put him in the situation where he has to throw the ball thirty times a game and have it somewhere around eighteen to twenty-five times a game, that'll be perfect for him. Well, I can see him at, with the Jets then. Mm, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of just somebody with a good running back, but. Um... Actually, just Sean Watson. I know he's feeling like he got he's in trouble there as he lost his uh, his receiver. I was just kind of thinking of possible places, but I, I don't know right now uh, when it comes to Jameis. Uh, he's mm, mm. We hopefully he finds hopefully he finds a, a landing. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, but hopefully he gets a good landing spot um, during this draft, which I think a whole lot of moves are going to be made during the draft. Yeah, I hope so. I, I wish the best for Jameis. True. 
So uh, this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, now, uh, this part is the trivia part, which, like always, it is three questions, multiple choice. Your guess is about as good as mine. Muhammad comes up with the questions, and I try to give you some information if I know something about it and try to get the answers right. Um, so go ahead with the first question, Muhammad. All right. So first question, Tom Brady was drafted in what round? in the 2000 NFL draft? A, fourth round, B, sixth round, or C, seventh round? Mm. Now, one thing I do know is he did not get drafted high, uh, in a, a high round at all. Um, it's just whether it would have been the sixth or the seventh round, which, uh, go ahead and just repeat the question and answer one more time. Tom Brady was drafted in what round in the 2000 NFL draft? A, fourth round, B, sixth round, or C, seventh round? Like, I'm really just going to go with the one that's furthest back. <laughs> I'm going to say the seventh round because I just know he did not get drafted high. Uh, so I'll go seventh round. Well, fourth round isn't that high, but it's actually the sixth round. Mm, I thought you would catch me up on that, but I didn't want to complicate the overthink the question as I've done before, <laughs> which I've done before, but I did get that one wrong. <laughs> Go ahead with the second question, Mohammed. All right. Which of the following NBA players scored the most points in a single game during the current NBA season, the 2019 to 2020 season? A, Damian Lillard, B, James Harden, or C, Giannis, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say the last name. Yeah, on Tanakupo. I might have done that right. I don't know. But um, <laughs> uh, what was the first part of that question again? I, I remember the names, but go ahead with the first part. I can't remember. Which of the following NBA players scored the most points in a single game during the NBA 2019-2020 season? A, Damian Lillard. B, James Harden, or C, Giannis? Dang it, dang it, dang it. Now, the highest scoring past, game. Yeah, I feel like this past year, Giannis didn't have, like, over 50, 50 at all. But I do feel like James Harden had a good amount of them. He was on a tear for a little bit, but then he started to slow down badly. Um... And then Damian Lillard, he got hurt, but he's been balling a couple times. Uh, this is a hard, hard question. Cause I don't feel like it's Giannis, but watch it be Giannis. Um, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. That's your answer? Yeah. That's correct. Uh, Damian Lillard had 61 points in a game. Yeah, I felt like it was not Giannis and uh, the same with James Harden. I just felt like he's had high-scoring games, but he didn't have the highest out of those two. But, okay, one for two. <laughs> Go ahead with that last question, Mohamed. All right. Which of the following Major League Baseball players had the richest contract ever in league history? A, Bryce Harper, B, Alex Rodriguez, or C, Clayton Kershaw? Ooh, dang it! That's uh, it's just kind of hard because I feel like at one point all of them had the highest one, but each one might have replaced the other. 
um, I know Bryce Harper had a really great, uh, like, highest one when he came in. I know that for a fact. But I repeat the question and ask one more time, and maybe I'll talk myself into the answer. All right. Which of the following Major League Baseball players had the richest contract ever in league history? A, Bryce Harper, B, Alex Rodriguez, or C, Clayton Kershaw? C. Mm. I feel like I, I always have trouble remembering what Clayton Kershaw looks like. And no, for real, like I don't know why, why, but uh, ugh. dang it, this is hard. Just go with I, one thing you know. I'll say Bryce Harper. That's correct. A <sighs> thirteen-year, three hundred and thirty million dollar contract, which is ridiculous. Thirteen yeah. years. Yeah, and that's crazy. That is a decade and some. He's already been playing. <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> They Ooh, never live out their contracts. No. And how much is this guaranteed? Do you know? Uh, no, I'm not sure about that. Uh, well, it's that, pretty much better. all guaranteed. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> Hopefully they got that money up front because Corona might mess it all up. But uh, we're going to catch you next, uh, next time uh, as this is So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week.